Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Thursday night. If I don't fall asleep, I'm going to try to do podcast now for Tefillah, sponsored as always by Mishpacha Stefanski. I'm happy that they're interested in this. And Roshana um, is coming up, of course, Chodeshel. And my mind was wondering, like, what would I talk about? But then uh, I saw somebody sent me something on the YouTube, and that lit off a bell because um, you have these Sephardic Slichos, which are now popular. It's raining and all that. Because the Belzer Rebbe said it, something like that. And that uh, made me do something about the social history of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Domini, of El and Tishri Domini, uh, which is very interesting because you have competing sensibilities, which is always interesting to me as a historian, social historian, uh, among other things. And <clears throat> what I mean is that <clears throat> you've always had two ways of approaching davening. One is they like it very musical and that sort of thing. And the other one is the opposite. How can you sing songs and make up a, a concert out of this when the three books are open and you should be davening, you know, and crying and bitter and sabrachan and so forth and so on. Uh, versus the broad public says, we ain't interested in that. You know, as a turnoff, uh, they want a show. This has always been there. And you find in the Gedolius role, by definition, are biased because they represent one team. And they're very interesting things to say about Chazonis and Chazonim, that sort of thing, especially Yom Yom Narayim time. It has to do with, with how one davens you and I, in other words. But, and then there's what, what the public wants uh, and votes with its feet throughout history. Okay? Uh, the school of thought that I'm talking about has more to do, I would say, with music than with words. In the history of Claudius Yisrael, we have famous rabbis who are Paitanim. You also have people who are Paitanim who are not famous rabbis. But you have famous rabbis who are Paitanim. So they're a member of Team A, <clears throat> but they're adding to the liturgy. But by them, the Icar is the content, the words. And somehow or other, it was expected in their environments that the people, when they would recite these new uh, piyutim, and the, and the Machs and Rosh Hashanah, for example, is replete with this. And the Slichus is nothing but this. Uh, and Yom Kippur also, and so forth. So, uh, the public would understand what they're saying. I don't know if that's true all the time. Maybe in limited places that was the case, but broadly speaking, not. Now, this led me to pull out a rusty, trusty uh, Fleckless from Prague in the 18th century, who is a, one of my favorite uh, Drusha books. Prague in the 1700s was like a happy hunting ground for famous Darshanim. I've spoken about it in the past. First of all, 
in the early 1700s, he had Jonas and Apeshitz running around and speaking all those shoals. And he was like the greatest orator of all time, or one of them. That's one. You know what, those eight-hour speeches <laughs> that people listen to. And then you had the Nodabi Hood after him, who was no slouch when it comes to darshaning. And he was tall, dark, and handsome, and he had that melodious voice. So he had everything. Plus, he knew Kola Kula. So, you know, he had that. And then you had people like Dorley Sharm, you know, the Zerach Edlitz, who I did a podcast on once. And who also, you know, most of the, the speeches in that book are for Elo and that time of the year. And um, then you have our hero, uh, Fleckelis, Elizabeth Fleckelis, who's a, you know him as the Chuva Meava, Shalison Chuva Chuva But he wore two hats. In addition to being a Roman Aposek in Rosh Hashiva, as you call today, uh, he also was a fantastic speaker. And he published all these books of Drushas. And they were sold. That was a help to make Parnassa. He had to marry off daughters. I'm serious about that. And one of them, uh, all three have come out. I think I've spoken about them before. There's this operation out of Munsi, some Hasidic situation, where they put out in a nice print. I really love this. They put out a nice print. I think it's called Neitzach Yanto. The uh, collected uh, uh, Drushas of... Uh, Velazar Flecklis, who was one of the leading rabbinim in Prague, he's considered more or less the successor of Noda Behuda. Not really, but he's the guy who came after Noda Behuda. And uh, anyway, he's I love his uh, style because he knows how to do the melissa with the words, and you know he you see he knows how to hold the audience's attention to get to the cut to the chase. If you get the new edition. Of the uh, what he called the Ola Sachodish, that's what he calls it, which is Alchodish El Batishri. This is part of his collection. So he has these long speeches, which he breaks up into little mimers, and each one of those mimers is good by itself. One of them is a long rant against uh, Chazanim and, and concerts in Shul's Rashem Kippur and Ella. When you see clearly in Prague, in the Altanoy Shul, because he's giving this speech. In the Alta Noy Shul, which I've been there, it ain't exactly, you know, uh, Caesar's Palace or anything. I mean, it's it's a shul. It's a pretty stark synagogue. But once upon a time, especially this time of the year, the Oilam likes to hear a good music. They like the tunes. They like the choir. There weren't any instruments, but they like the, 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 you know, a cappella and all that. And this is what people lick their chops when they come to Shul on this time of the year. And there's nothing really wrong with it, but there is to him. Because he's a Rav, and he represents the Talmud Chachamim team. And Das Balabatim is not the Das of the Talmud Chachamim. And therefore, the aesthetic sense of prayer is different by a Talmud Chacham on this time of the year than it is by a Balabas. The only problem is he couldn't see both sides, which I think I can. And he doesn't understand that... There's a certain element out there, a large element, that just doesn't want to hear the uh, 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 cry, bang your breasts. They want something more than that. And I hear what he's saying also, which is that if you just have, and I remember this from my youth, if people come to show they have no idea what the cause of anybody's saying, but they like the fact that there's a good voice or a choir, then it just turned into a musicale. You know, it's like a Broadway show. Uh, and therefore, there's no 
um, um, result from all the tefillos and Rashi Yom Kippur, where it's supposed to be a means to an end to get you to do teshuva. That is true, and you can't deny it. Uh, nevertheless, you can't be too hard on the other side. So I'm going to read you um, one of his uh, a piece from one of his stuff where he really uh, goes to war against the Chazanim. It's long, so I only take a piece. And he's very good. He's very good. And I would even say this entire first speech, which is lengthy, has to do with, with you know, how dumb the Balabatim are and, uh, you know, they have bad taste and they read uh, secular literature and things like that. And um, anyway, uh, it's in, it, it, listen to what he says over here. Um, because it says in the Gemara, Udna Deshama Zemer Teoker. That uh, the ear that hears Zemer should be uh, destroyed. Uh, what's wrong with that? So the Gemara is talking about a sp- very specific context, but he's connecting it with Elul, with the davening now, which many of you, I'm sure, listening to this podcast will not agree with. Uh, well, but he's in the middle of a whole speech, you know, and he's saying over here, you know, um, how should I put it? Kashofer Horem Kolecha. The Pusik says, Kashofer Horem Kolecha. Raise your voice like a chauffeur. And Ma Shofer Nimni Bagamra Tokia Shirvalumbus Kavan Lutkias Mitzel Yotza. Hudin Hoha. He's a fantastic speaker and he has a very fine sense of language. And therefore he's able to say, the Gemara says, and many of you know this, Hatokeel Shir is Lo Yotza. If you blow a chauffeur for sheer purposes without having in mind the, you know, this is Mitzvichas Kamanasuga, you know, without having in mind Tokia Shirvel Lo Yotza. Well, Rabosai. The, the shofar is not meant to be a musical instrument. And neither the chazanim. He is not a, is a, the shofar is about shaking you up. The shofar is not about music. And that should tell you what you should be thinking of now that you're going to start saying slichas. That should tell you what you should be thinking about now that you're going to be davening on the Aseris Meitshub and all the rest of it. It's atokil l'shir l'yotza. V'zeh Hashem l'yermiyo. Esa kol asher tzaveko t'daber. Hashem says you should tell the people But to Daber, maybe Yermio had a great voice. Maybe if he would start singing this, it would get a bigger crowd. To Daber Levad, Yermio complains that he doesn't have a loud voice the way some of these other prophets were. So they were, as we would say, good public speakers. He wasn't. Hashem says, I don't care if you're a good public speaker because it's the content that counts and not the delivery. You see? Okay? Um, and therefore, I want to be a Ligdor Peretz, Mosne Eretz, Bali Tfilos, Bali Hatiflos, Shenovim Pish Hamilos. You know, to, to the Rabbonim, when they write about bad cantors and choirs, it's not the Tfil, it's the Tiflo. You understand? Which means Bal Tfilos. Bali Shir Hashirim, Kekola Sirim. First of all, a lot of these guys, they give uh, cantorial concerts in the shul, and the choir especially, they don't know the every well, and therefore, you understand, they break up the words, they don't pronounce it right. He says, I cannot deny that the Gorn of the Shulchanar says that a Chaz and Yom Narom should have a good voice. Right? And it does say, Kabir Hashem Ahoncha, 
that we have a din, that if somebody has a good voice, he should employ it for a purpose like davening. Uh, okay? I will ikr, ikr va tovel tovel. A good voice is an extra icing on the cake. It's not the cake. Ha ikr ha shliach tzibur tzarech liyos yari alhim arbi mirabim v'rogil b'torin abim m'ksubim why does a, 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 a chaz need to be rugged with turning soon? Because you're going to say Rosh Hashanah, all this, you know, you got other words. He should at least know what he's saying. Don't be like most musicians who, when they're not on, or at the gambling or something. Like they were there, they were there in the gaming houses, you see? In other words, a chazan should not be a profession. A chazan should be a calling. This is interesting. If it's just a profession, so when you're not at work, you go to the horse race, you know, you, you, you do whatever you want to do. Eat trafe. If it's a calling, then you treat it as something noble. You understand? He shouldn't be a phony. And the nigunim is, is, like I say, secondary. But the public doesn't understand that. And by the public, the, 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 the non-important part, the voice is the main thing about the chazan. Now here you have social history of Prague and the Altenoyshul in the 18th century. Taf v'noshim the, the shuls were crowded on Yom Naroim. Now, are they crowded because everybody comes and wants to repent? I think they do, myself, but he says, no, they're coming just to hear the music show. You're going to have a choir, a good chazan. The Gemara said, to hear, the ear that wants to hear the music should be destroyed. In Kasus Agor came at Sapsamim. So he's talking now about the Chazan and the choir. They're braying and neighing like a horse. Omdim from Lishmal Arena. You see the public packing into the shoals. The women's section is crowded. The men's section is crowded. Lishmal Arena. Vail Tiflo. El Alikro. But not to the Tfilo. And the Shomim is like the Mashmim. This is all based, these are wonderful allusions to the Gemara about. Shofar, you know, you have the Shomei, you have the Mashmei, remember that all in the fourth paragraph there? Uh, they swallow the words. They're all interested in their own prestige. You hear from the choir and from the Seirim, the goats. What does that mean? You know how it goes. In any show, you got the choir. And then you got the guys from the congregation who sing along. And some guys real loud and go, eh, say, say, like the Seirim. Bonim Sorim. Hakol Shayim Sachem Baini Tafa Noshim Besos Noshim. And the main point is to impress the women's section. Kedesh Shabchu Shabach Ozem Megdol. Shambach Rebekal Godol. That they should therefore give big praise and probably they'll tell the husbands to vote for the guy. Betedesh Shakin Hu. Sharbeviduyim. Come to the vidui. That whole thing. 
which is a piyid, by the way. So potato skin should be doing a shadab called vum. That should be the peak peak moment of the Yom Kippur experience, let's say, for example. When you recite the Vidoy, you should think solemnly about your Averis, and you should resolve to change them, and make a Bidikas Chametz on your conscience, right? Uh, a person who's a Yoriel Kim should, what's the right word, you know, uh, recite the Vidui Yasriach Yuriah in a cry of anguish and things like that. The Instead, you find the shoulder and say, Oh boy, now comes Al Chayt, because the Chazan always had a tune. Imagine what you do with a choir. So, to tell you the truth, he's giving one side of the picture. Today, as you and I know, and I'm not Sephardi or anything like this. People love that kind of stuff. All that business, right? See, thousands of people show up at the hotel. It works for them. You understand? So there's a different sensibility. The sensibility, there are two. One is the one he favors, which is that prayer should be a highly inward matter. It should be a time and a place for you to be extremely introspective. When you come now in Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, every time you daven, you should be making a laundry list of your own problems, of your Averis. It's something between you and God and nobody else. If you cry, it's a good sign. It means you, you're serious. If you're sad, it's a good sign. It means you're serious. You're taking it seriously. And that's the proper way. So a shul should be full of people, ideally, 500 people all going, oh, my face mirror. And I mean it. And you say, why is everybody moaning and groaning? It's Yom Kippur. You know? Or it's Aserith Mechuba, or whatever. No, they're taking it seriously. But, on the other hand, that works for some people. In which case, prayer, although it's done in a communal setting, is extremely individualistic. That's my understanding. You understand? Imagine a show with 500 or 1,000 people, men and women, a large show, and they're davening, and everyone's like we just described over here. You know, like a more yeshiva type of situation. Or what? So you see 500 people, or six, or however many men, I'm talking about the men's section now, many, many men, and they're all davening at the same time. That is true. So for example, you know, they're all in, uh, you know, let's say chakras on Yom Kippur, or whatever. But each one is in his own world. Because after all, if I'm if I'm working on my own Averis, I'm got no time to think about yours. I don't even know yours. And second of all, it's not the point, right? Point is I'm gonna take care of me. That's what young kippers about. Number one, me. So they are physically in proximity, but mentally they're not in proximity. Each one is working on his own. Uh that's one model. That's the model he approves of. Because it's not that I'm working on my own and the heck with you. It's I work on my own because it's a full-time job. For me to work out my uh, my problems and daven for the coming year, that, that requires all my attention. I'm not against you, but I got to take care of me. That's one sensibility. Then there's the other one, which is a different sensibility. And that's also in the Gemara. 
and that is a tzibur, right? That tzibur is in a tzibur take away, in which case not everybody in the audience is concentrating on himself or herself. They're simply saying, we're part of Klal Yisrael, Rabbi Shalom have pity on us. You do find Gemaras, by the way, that say, you know, Bechol Karina, we love whenever at Seaboard Dobbins, it's a special thing. If they go around Shoshani Yom Kippur, it's a special thing. And if it's a communal prayer, where where people aren't thinking about themselves so much, but they're thinking about the collective, which is the language of the prayer books, which is the language of the Piyutim and the Mahsers, right? Shema Kuleinu, you know, right? Slach Lanu, Khatanu, all that. You know, uh, it's all communal. So if that's the case, then let's do it in a, in a good way, in a song way, in a turn-on way. By all means, get a choir, do whatever it takes. And so, sure, everybody's singing, but that's not bad. They're saying, look, we're at Sibur. We ain't perfect. We've done our sins. But you say to the Jewish people every year, when you call me Yom Kippur, you'll forget the sins if they, if they, uh, you know, confess them and regret them. We confess and regret them. And it's not like a Musar Vart, you know, in the Tvartikar. You say you convert, you say that you uh, confess, but not, you don't really mean it. You know, as, the Oilam isn't built that way. Now, today, in modern times, we have a funny thing because we don't really have Balbatim anymore we, in the sense that you used to have. We have yeshiva graduates, right? The vast majority of people in Orthodox synagogues in America have gone through some form or another of, of formal Jewish education, which was never the case in earlier centuries. Okay, it's it's the opposite of what people think. You know, the good old days and all that sort of thing. Today, because of the way the 19th and 20th century worked out, the only people stay front are people at a chinuch. So that means that you, you populate a synagogue with people that are perhaps more sensitive to the rabbinical side. But even so, I know myself plenty of guys that I don't care what they went to in terms of schooling, all the rest of it. They have the mindset of Balabatim, of old. And you can't fault them on that exactly. Yeah, that's where they're holding. Um, and they want to hear uh, a, a musical thing. And to tell you the truth, if you... Let me put it this way. If you do the other way, the rabbinical way, I mean, this guy's going to, you know and I know, whereas so-and-so and such-and-such is going to take an hour and a half to finish Shemonester and Yom Kippur, this guy's going to be finished in 10 minutes. In nine minutes. He's just going to sit there and chill while everybody else is, is, is dominating away. Because that approach, that's a simon that the formal approach, the rabbinical approach, the intellectual approach, isn't working for him. Anybody's knocking off the Shimon Esrei, for example, in a few minutes, means he's, he said, listen, I'm here. I'm doing my part. But, you know, I can't get into this sort of thing. And you can't blast him and say, well, you should be waiting, spending a long more time on... It's not who he is. And so he or she, whoever the case is, is looking for um, a, 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 a sing-along, a music thing, which will uplift them in their emotional sense. Okay. Now, he, our hero doesn't like it here, the Chuv Miyava, the Oles Chodesh. When it comes to the Vidu part, everybody should be crying and dominating for themselves. That's when 
the 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 Balabatim pick up. They said, "Oh boy, now we're coming to Valchay." Eskimi Gavaldi, and to the rabbis, rabbi went crazy. It's not about the music, but he's wrong. Today, say it is. Oy vavoy, ech roy lahori kanachal dima kenarshi in a posig. When I see how happy people are when it comes to chazaras shots, and now they're going to have the songs of the al kulam, you know, al chay. I want to cry endless tears. Kanahara got on our pros, b'shoshom al chatoim shonu chayom kares. Obviously, in Prague in the old days, they used to have songs in which the the chazan and the and the and the choir would go through all the alchets, even you know, even the part that we don't do so much anymore with achatam shonacham kares misa b'dei shamayim, you know, asham bade asham you know, the chatoim part. So apparently, they must have made a thing. So imagine, I hear what he's saying, but imagine he says he drives them crazy because everybody's singing along. With the choir, you know, and he said, "You idiots!" You see, Peshavu doing my gluyim. He named over Adam Abkudas and Melchbasa for Domas for Mishra. Suppose you um, disobeyed a, 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 a human king, flesh and blood. Wouldn't you be all depressed? Arva called Simcha, but called Zemer. You wouldn't be interested in music. Called Tovis Kimba, any musical instrument would be a, if you picked it up, it would be a sign of bechia. You know that you insulted the king, and you're going to get killed and hanged or tortured, and you're picking up a music and singing about it. So here you have somebody that lived before Navardic, but had the mentality of a Navardiker, I would say, and he goes on to say. That's why Hashem says to the Prophet Yishayel, "Crow, begorin al tachsoch, right? Scream out with your garon, with your voice, al tachsoch. Don't be quiet. Meaning, definitely, you should use your, you know, voice box, your 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 music, your your tunes. I will kashover harm kolecha, but it has to be like a shofar. Crow, begorin al tachsoch, kashover harm kolecha. That's the pasuk. Ma shofar to keil shirli yotzafkim shirli yotzav." It can't be a tokele shir. Music, even Rosh Hashanah, can't be about the tunes. When we call Shkim B'Shasa Vidoy, the Zvadas Avonis is known as Believe Nishma Nikah. The main thing is when it comes to Vidoy, everybody should be bent over and beating their breasts and should have a, a lave Nishma Nikah, a broken and contrite heart. They should be hovering in depression. Lesheta by Marabin, Kamayin Shem Lomsov, Belishom Nigun. That's a part there should be no music. People should just. Say al like that slowly. So he demands that the davening on Rashanim Kippur. Well, this is mainly Yom Kippur stuff, especially when it comes to the uh, you know Asham and all the rest of it, should be and it's a bracha and a, a, a business. It should be depressing. You see, he demands it should be depressing, and that's why he says. They sing to my people their Pesha, but say it to him. Okay? And I can't stand the choirs. They are, what do you call it? You know, kill all seriousness. Okay? In other words, he's, he's using the language of the moror. 
you know, the Kharosis and Mavakta on the time of the Mriris. So on Rosh Hashanah, you want to embrace the Tam Hamariris, or not Rosh Hashanah, say Yom Kippur. You want to embrace the Tam Hashiris, or Slichas, right? You know, Rosh Hashanah is a little bit different. Uh, and why do you want to acquire that weakens the sense of bitterness? So basically, you know, it's the idea over here of catharsis, that you should be engaging all your Averas and, you know, seeing things for the way they are and being properly pressed over them. And then you'll feel good when it's all over, <laughs> right? Instead, though, Batiemis Nadaris, there's no Emis because of the choir. Hey, Mahuma, Mesa, Mahuma, Mesa, Migras, Asher, Zed, Goer, Vizen, Noer, Zebli, Chok, Pip, Poer, Trey, The choirs aren't even good, he says, you know. They they, they don't sing in unison. Because you can close a Shlosha Tzokin and Nenin, and they're like the Gemara, Shlosha Tzokin, Nenin, and Nenin, you know, in Bamatia, you know, three people crying are not answered. I forget what they are. One of them is Ishto Moshelasolov. Ishto Moshelasolov. But my wife will not let me translate that. Now, Hine Shamati Rabbi Miami Arts Mitzhar Mod Mode. Right? In fact, I find a lot of Amrasim there, meaning meaning the, the public in the synagogues, that they say, you know something? You know what was wrong with the davening? Why can't they add more Al Khatoim? Because Al Khatoim, tra la 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 la. Right? Shalanimsu od Khatoim Yisairim. Shamru, Chikim, I'm talking, Bashash Chazanim, Menagdim Al Chatoim. The best mute, the best Chazanas, the best tunes are when they do the Al Chates. Why can't we come up with more Al Chates? And here's the rabbi, are you crazy? Below Motsu, Chorus Ruch, and we call you me on Yom Narun, Kimo, Bachatoim, Pelushi, Yosifu, Kainu, Kainu. They, you know, they find that the, that's the worst part of Yom Narun, that there wasn't enough singing. No, there wasn't enough stuff on the part of the uh, choir. Now, here I'll share with you. A historical detail. He said, "Now he's speaking in the Alton Yishol, and he's saying like this. Now this is a speech which was delivered in 1783, when the Nodi was still alive, and he was the rabbi, chief rabbi of Prague, but he was 70 years old and not in great health. And he said, 'Tehillah le'el Yisbarach, Baruch Hashem, Godar Godol Geder Adonenu Rein Rabbeinu Chasam Mufursam.'" Rash Kabahag Cheskel Sigalinda, that in this shul, at least in Altenoy shul, which is such an old shul and such prestigious, the Ravi and the Nerev Yehuda made a takona, Shemizpal Yom Nerun Beisikanes Hazeh, anybody who's davening in this shul, any chazan, in Roshemizpal Mishorim, it can only be a chazan without a choir. He sees the choir as the worst part of this. <laughs> yeah, it's the old jokes. You know, anybody's davening in the Alton Aishol and Roshani Yom Kibber, and Roshol is probably Mishorim. And when it gets to, and the Nullers, the Nodi Behuda, I assume, daven there or something. And he says, and when it gets to the Vidui part, no singing. You say, in other words, no tunes. Just the old way, you know. That's all the shuls should copy this. And Rova Mashor Masharisam, most of the guys in the choir are low lowlifes anyway. No, they're not really from. They should be kicked out of all Jewish congregations. Kimamish <laughs> Rubam I guess the type of people 
who were in Rosh Hashanah choirs, whatever was not the best element. Rubam Rashaim, Visarayach Sorim, Al Yirim Mukol Behevel Pim Sheshmam Chait. Borelach Zeshliach Sibar Hagun. And especially, you should try to find the from guy and, and so forth. Now, he says, I know that I'm not the first person to say this. Achashiv Matsosi. Shigam Zakani, my great 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 grandfather, who was the Kliyakar, said it also in one of his books in Amudi Sheish, Kartagal and Marichim Benegunim, the people who make the whole Arichas Nagunim or Rashi and Kibber, because of a common Makulkondar, Kenabit feels Rashi Shani Yom Kibber, Shezos Lofnim Bisrael, Sheilat feels Lo Nosach Azonim, Ashemach Shaftam Al Kom Karb. He says in the, the Kliyakar, who lived in the early 1600s, uh, notice 150 years before this speech, he says in the old days, a chazan Rosh Hashanah was a very from office. They only gave it to, to Yechidah school, as we would say today, regardless of whether they had a good voice or not. They didn't give Baltokeh as somebody who was a good shover blower. They gave it to the frumest guy. Okay? The only problem is that it went bad since they... No, let's put it this way. There are two ways of picking a chazan for Yom and Arun, A or B. One way is to get the guy with the best voice. That is one way. The other way is not. But, so you'll say like this, okay, we're going to get somebody who's not the greatest voice, but uh, he's a chassid, shabachsidim, you know, real, the real honest guy and a saintly person in the community. And so he won't have a good voice. But will be to daven well, because of his character. But he said everything in Judaism gets screwed up once they abandoned the standard of having a good voice and anybody was Shayach to become a Chazan Rosham Kibber. You didn't have to have a good voice anymore. So guess what happened? The Richie Riches grabbed it all up. Didn't go to the from one anymore. Went to the Richie Rich. He said, this is the Kliokar talking, who is the sworn enemy of the Richie Rich. She knows him he says, Whoever was rich in the community stuffed himself in, or his son or son-in-law, you know, that kind of thing, um, because he had the money. And in Poland, where he was talking about, uh, you had the following scandalous situation happened. The Jews in Poland, which was the largest Jewish community, especially in time of Kliyakar, was before uh, Chmelnitsky. So they all lived in the countryside in these uh, cities and and estates that were owned by the priests and the noblemen. And let's say a guy was one of these uh, richy rich types and he wants to be, you know, the Baltikea or the Balmosov. But the others in the community don't want to do it. Look what, And this guy really wants it. Or his son or brother-in-law or son-in-law. He would go to the parts. To Panyatovsky or Patotsky or Chartarisky, you know, one of the Gaisha owners of the land, and would say, Make them use me for Rashayim Kibber. See? Mixes Makomas, sorry, Haumas, Machakim, Atfilis, Hatakias. So the Duke, the Prince, the King, right? The Countess, she says, Who's going to be Baltakia? Okay? So, um, Anyway, that's the long and short of his rant. Now, he's very good writer, what can I tell you? Uh, You have to be fair, though. A lot of people aren't built that way. 
And a lot of people, they get more out of a davening if it's a fancy thing with the with the, with the choirs and the music, all the rest of it. Uh, and like you see, these Sephardic things are definitely all, all about singing and whatever. And so you have to find a happy medium. Uh, it's not an easy thing, but there's no question you have to find a happy medium. Uh, when we were all younger, you had a situation with shows that were not from, and they had fancy chazanim. That's what put all the chazanis in a bad reputation. But it's not like that anymore. The sociology has changed. As I said before, now most of the Orthodox shows are filled with Shomer Shabbos people. I don't say they're all great scholars, but they're Shomer Shabbos people. They're genuine. And if they're looking for um, the right uh, nigunim and, and, and that sort of thing, and so the people can sing along, all the rest of it, it's not really wrong. The yeshivas do it too. Correct? The yeshivas do it too. Now, I was told for my time in Neri Yisrael that, you know, Friday night you do L'chad Dodi to tunes. And they say to Mashkich, that the Rodovic Kronglas, he he was against it. He said, oh, you shouldn't have any tunes for L'chad Dodi. Whoa! That's pretty radical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, people like to hear something L'chad Dodi. I guess he figured you should be sitting there like the Nebuchadnezzar Huda and thinking about the Queen of Shabbos coming in and, you know, it's a Ruchniistic thing. I get that. I mean, I respect that, but it's not realistic. So what he's saying was was written in the 1780s. Is this true in the in the 2020s? It's a food for thought. Anyway, it's a classic text that I just shared with you, and it goes to the heart of the character of the Dominic Roshanim Kippur, and maybe it'll cause some people listening to this to ask themselves the intelligent question. The intelligent question is, what do I want's my goal? from the davening this year in El and during the Yom Neroyim. Anyway, once again, I want to thank Mishpacha Stefanski and wish everybody good Shabbos. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.